Yo, what is going on, everybody? We are back again for another episode of the NFT Beat. I'm joined here, as always, from now on with my brand new co-host, Mr. J Chains. What is going on, J Chains? What is up, my dude, Crypto Stash, man? It's good to be back. It's good to be back in front uh, of the the crew, the community here. Uh, you guys are awesome. NFT Beat's a great show. If you're not watching it yet, I don't know what you're doing. Get in here. Well, I guess you are. If you're if you if you just saw that, you're here. <laughs> if, you, if you literally have seen this then you are you're already paying attention you're already here for the number one nft news show you know this is something that i've been doing for a long time this is something i was doing before most people were like even in the nft industry talking about nfts and uh you know it, it, it's funny to see how things have evolved in just the last couple of years but we this is what we do we get together we talk about me jay chains you guys hanging out with us uh, we want to see if you guys have questions, but we're always going to go over the biggest news that has been happening here over the last week. Since last we talked, last Tuesday, because we do this shit every damn Tuesday. So it makes yep. sense, right? So like a little seven-day snapshot is what you're getting. A little seven-day snapshot. Yeah. Yeah, some uh, some interesting things happened over the last week, didn't they? Yeah. Some, uh, I mean, some... uh, literally, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this, for this show for almost, for over two years now. Uh-huh. And there's almost never, never a day or, or, or a stream where you do, and we're like, oh, you know, nothing really happened in NFTs this week. There's always some crazy ass shit going on. And yep. then things that, like, you know, maybe I didn't know or even other people didn't know, it just popping out of nowhere. There's always something popping off. It's really weird. Yeah, so, what are we? We're going to talk about, uh, obviously, Logan Paul. He's on his road to redemption with his big, big apology. Is he, does he actually mean it? You know, what does he see? How, you know, how he feels uh, towards CoffeeZilla. You know, let's have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Game, Game of Thrones NFTs. Oh, can Talk I get those? A, yep. Yep. Here, let's just do one. Of, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, what's going on with the uh, the board ape house that nobody wants nobody wants to stay there nobody wants to buy yeah. it and then uh i think what, what do you want to talk about nft god right the big hack yeah big, big hack guy. man big hack maybe and a little bit of like word of advice on how to avoid it i think a lot of people have seen it but you know just kind of giving a little bit of our take on the best way to avoid that you know and uh, we'll talk about a little bit about uh, some games that are jumping ship from solana we've seen it happening more more on the way and then and then when you talk about nfts and you know the the viability uh japan's like say hey guys this is legit we understand but we want our money we want to give us our tax so we're gonna talk a little bit about that too daddy wants his bucks but you know what it's really interesting the what i was uh looking at the the taxes over there they do the vat right yeah which is kind of like the vat yeah Hmm? Yeah, the value add. So it's a consumption tax, and uh, and I think that that honestly, I, there's a lot of validity to switching to a consumption tax system. It makes sense. Yeah, and we, we'll I think we'll bring up some some of the the current you know uh, some of the current U.S. tax uh, you know <laughs> issues and things that we're looking at right now because uh, one of our parties here have implemented or or they've introduced a bill that is very interesting. So maybe we can kind of tie that in there in that last thing, but. Let's jump into today's market sentiment and look at a little bit of an overview of the NFT market and what is going on. Oof. Things have gone so, down a little bit since last week. Yeah. So, I mean, last time we looked at this, you know, market sentiment was like, uh, you know, the, the the little meter was what was around 30 something, right? Like, like, give us a little breakdown here of this, J-Chains. 
Yeah. So, you know, this is something that I've been tracking, uh, for, you know, the last couple of months and, you know, maybe about a month ago, we were at a, at a 10, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe uh, mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. six weeks ago, it was at 10 and then it, it went up pretty quick to around the 30 range. And then it was, uh, in the 32s at the early part of last week, it was about 32 and then it's, it's cooled down a little bit. Look at, Hey, we just got a, a pump from 26 to 27 live on air. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> the, you talk about we, the we're making a difference, guys. We are moving the needle with this show. You saw Absolutely. it right there. There's the proof. Proof in the pudding. You saw it happen. Uh, and so, you know, again, like that's not, you know, you can't really, you got to take that for a grain of salt, right? But it is, what it does is give you just a broad overview of how things are looking in the markets. Like, are people buying, are people selling, you know, even to the to the two columns over, you know, I think this is probably an improvement from last year. You got more, or last week, excuse me, that you got more people that are in um, the profit this week than, you know, last year. Obviously, it's a big swing, you know, over the 30-day mm-hmm. period. But, you know, it's just a really good indicator of what's happening from a, like a 30,000-foot view, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you kind of look at this blue chip index, which which I kind of appreciate as well, I mean, you know, you can definitely see trending down significantly. Uh, then when we talk about a little bit of market volume here, right? Uh, you know, same thing. We're seeing we're seeing that volume dip. You know, not I mean, not crazy, but enough to where you know we you know we're seeing a little bit of pullback. And this is kind of a little bit, I wouldn't say counterintuitive what we're seeing with the markets in general, with with like with crypto coins like Bitcoin, some other. There there we've seen some pretty big pumps. For some projects, but NFTs in general, where they were pumping a little bit ahead of what we were we were seeing right now with all these general tokens, now they're kind of dumping back a little bit down. So I mean, do you think that we're seeing kind of a little bit of a siphon here, where money's flowing from one to the other, and maybe that's helping to support this current pump? Yeah, I think that there there's probably some some validity to that. And you got to think also like some of these even the blue chips like they they retain their USD value, right? So the fiat value of them stays about the same. Like, you know, my mm-hmm. mutant like, you know, I honestly like I, I have an M1. I'm looking to I wanted to actually transition into an M2 and I kind of missed my opportunity when they hit 20 ETH as the floor, right? Cuz then I could have sold it there uh and I could have gotten a really good M2 uh for for that but you know it is what it is so you know with that whole thing being said you know but the the dollar value really never changed you know it was about 25 26 27 thousand dollars for that mm-hmm. so you know with the big swing you know five plus eth because now i think now they're back down to like 15 or 16 so like with a five eth four or five eth swing you know that dollar value never really changed because eth was kind of you know in in, in conjunction with it eth you know had a, a pump you know Right. Well, then wouldn't we wouldn't we see the prices overall for things going up? So like, you know, on this dip, whereas maybe a mutant was going for, we'll say like what was like well, 10 ETH, then shouldn't it go up to like 20 ETH or something that when we see a major dip coming down from kind of all time highs to try and, you know, maintain that USD value in ETH? Yeah, I mean, you would you would expect that that's what happens, but I'm sure you know sometimes the market can't catch up, or it, it yeah. catch up, you know, it catches up too quick, or you know whatever. Like right, however right, the situation right. plays, or you know how people are paying attention to it. You know, I think that you know there are half the, there's a lot of people paying attention right now to the market sentiment on the crypto side, just because hey, you know, we mm-hmm. kind of thought that it was going to be maybe a little bit more choppy, a little bit more you know volatile to the downside, but we're seeing the opposite play out, and I, obviously mm-hmm. you know if we're still in line with what's going to happen with the four year cycle. We've got you know almost a full year to uh, to really get to where you know that's going to be really churning and burning. So is yeah. this is this sustainable where we're at right now? I don't know. You know what's going to happen. You know if if ETH does 
drop down if you know because i you know I'm talking about nfts i'm going to use eth and obviously there's other you know cardano and uh, solana other ecosystems but you know if, if we see that go down in a very volatile way like some people are predicting you know sub a thousand dollars what's going to happen to those values of the nfts you know how fast you know with how fast eth drops are you going to be able to get a deal because then you could buy a lot of eth really quick right. and then just scoop something up you know what i mean and we see that happening quite often. We see that happening quite often. You know, uh, and speaking of, of you know, getting good deals and possibly being able to get uh, some good plays here, let's go talk about Logan Paul and this complete shit show that has surrounded his crypto collection. <laughs> in particular, when he got put, a, when a spotlight was put on him by Mr. CoffeeZilla, none other than himself. So, uh, you know, I, if you guys hadn't seen this, I would be surprised at this point. There's been a lot of drama between... Uh, you know, Logan Paul and CoffeeZilla, who does a really good job of doing investigative, you know, journalism style pieces on not just NFTs, but other things as well. Gaming and other projects, stuff like that. Uh, his recent spotlight has been here on Logan Paul and they've had a bunch of spat back and forth. I mean, have you seen some of these videos that they've they've thrown a shade at each other back and forth, James? It, 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 it's it's awesome <laughs> it's just, it is know, i mean it kind of is and coffee still is so good at doing it and jake paul just looks like a buffoon every time he replied right i mean that's how i right. that's how i saw it yeah well you know if, if down in this article uh they do have the link to his uh his basic apology video uh where he does you know kind of thank coffeezilla for for whatever uh but you know it is you can tell that he was humbled in in some way that you know coffee got him and you know uh, now whether you you believe yeah, got him now whether you believe this is a uh an actual you know a real apology or something that his uh media campaign people told him to do i don't know uh, I'm sure a little combination of both, but it seemed like he was genuine. Yeah, well, I mean, the way I read this is that he was probably advised by lawyers that he was doing the wrong thing and then had to kind of walk it back and like, you know, and so he, here's what to say. Here's what you should be probably doing. I feel like his reaction was genuine and this stuff is kind of like lawyer prompted reaction and that's that's how i read it now i don't know him personally so i don't know for sure but that's how i read it to me you know like the fact suing coffeezilla is not going to help crypto zoo holders so i need to focus my attention where it should be on fans and supporters of me i mean that makes sense it all sounds great you know but i i kind of feel like it's a bunch of smoke being blown up our ass because he realized he kind of lost lawyers probably advised him that he was screwing up and had to kind of, you know, hey, team, let's how do we, you know, handle this now? Right. Um, now, basic the basic news here is that, you know, this has gone back and forth. And really, the holders have been the ones that have been left holding the bag, as it were. Uh, he's now announced that he's going to be. And it's kind of funny because it's kind of different here. It's like he says he's going to commit to uh, a thousand ETH to repay disgruntled investors. And then it says 1.5 million recovery plan. And then he says, he says 1.3 million though, guys, because ETH has gone up, right? I don't, you know, which, okay, I get it. I get it. But, um, but you know, is this going to be enough? I mean, you, okay, he's going to give some money back. I mean, is he still probably in profit on this? I would probably. assume probably. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, of course. And it's not like he needs the money. I think so. It's yeah. a good it's a good idea to do that for the community, to make them feel happy, to give them something. Now, is it going to cause more problems than uh than it's worth? Who yeah. Knows? You know what I mean? And, and that's up, you know, it's something that he's got to deal with. And, and if it was his organization that screwed the whole thing up, uh, that's you know, as the CEO or as the boss, man, you gotta you gotta own up for what your team did. So if it's yeah. if it does come out of his pocket, if he's if he's feeling a hurt. Uh, by this NFT collection, maybe, but overall, I don't think it hurts his pocketbook too much. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, King Bob here on, on Twitter makes a good point. 
because you know the 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 mint was was when ETH was around three fifty, and now it's mm. you know two thirds it's that value at one fifty here. So uh, you know even at the thousand ETH marker and the money he's giving back at this point, you know maybe they're, they they are kind of getting a little shortchanged. And you know in, in in general, I've never been a fan of Logan Paul. Now before he even launched this crypto collection, guys, he's been working with NFT collections and things before this. And when he was working with Bondly. We covered it on this channel. This was almost two plus years ago. And I said, dude, this is a scam. Do not buy these NFTs, guys. Do not buy these NFTs. This guy is sca as a scammer. It has is like literally stamped on his freaking forehead. <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, people still bought them. And then, you know, here we are with this second horrible collection that has just been a complete yep. shit show. And I was talking about this in my Discord with with, with some of my, my community, my agents. And someone was like, oh, and, and his girlfriend actually also launched a collection where she made about 100000 and then just completely walked away from it. I'm like, well, I didn't know about that. Now, that's just hearsay. I didn't go research this. Do you know anything about that? I, I don't. I actually didn't. I, but, you know, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I'm sure, you know, she saw him make a quick buck and then say, I can do that myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know he did one collection that I thought, you know, after the first scammy one, he did the uh, the 99 photos one. Uh, I forget, you know, the the name of it. Maybe it was just 99 photos. I loved the concept of that. If that came from someone else, that would have been a great, great, great thing to do. Uh, because it came from him, I think that it, I don't know if it flopped, but I think that it probably did because, you know, he, he had already put the bad taste of his reputation into the community. Scam me once, shame on me. Scam me twice, probably still shame on me. But three he times? shouldn't be. Yeah, three times. Hey, three <laughs> times. Good lord. Uh, oh, crazy. So, uh, all right, let, let's move on from this. It, you know, hopefully that there's some relief here for these crypto zoo NFT holders. And pray, pray, guys. I pray that Logan Paul never ever does an NFT collection again. If he does, please. Please understand there's a track record here and do not jump on board without really doing your due diligence because you could get burned in the end just like this time. Yeah, don't do it. Um, all right, so we're going to talk here about NFT God being hacked because this was a this is some of the biggest news here in the community over the last week or so. Uh, before we jump in real quick, I just want to give a shout out to all of my agents in chat. Uh, I saw True Dunkel just upgraded to being a senior agent. I see Genix Crypto also in chat hanging out with us. And uh, it's good to see you guys. And, and Crypto S El Futuro also hanging out too. So appreciate you guys being there. Now, tell us a little bit about NFT God being hacked here, man, and kind of what went down. Because th this was, you know, a life-changing amount of money that, that was essentially drained from this guy's wallet, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, if you follow on uh, uh, crypto Twitter, NFT Gotti provides a lot of like really, really good tweets and, and value. And so definitely a, a valued community member and builder and educator in the space. Uh, definitely amassed like a really good following. And, and he obviously did it the right way because he had emails for a lot of people, at least 16,000, right? And so, you know, this is something honestly, and, and Stash, this is going to be a great conversation because I know you have been dealing with this for years. I've been dealing with it. I know BitBoy dealt with it. Anybody that has created content in this space for a long time knows that there is a problem with Google. And anybody who has money can put an ad in Google and it'll play on websites it'll play on youtube videos YouTube? They, yeah. <laughs> they, they play after you know like so it'll be you know it, you could be watching a stash video and then down below it's like click here for crypto stashes you know special nft collection and then yeah. as soon as you do that 
poof, it's gone. And so, you know, he was trying to download OBS, a program. Anybody that, you know, creates content in the space uses. You've got it. I've got it. Everybody yeah. uses OBS. Yeah. And so he, he clicked, a, instead of clicking the link for OBS, he clicked the advertisement accidentally right below it. Donezo. Like, yep. so like it's, uh, it's unfair that Google as big as they are and as powerful as they are and as smart as their system is, they cannot figure out how to police their ads a little bit better. And, and I know that that's not the whole article, but that's like the, the frustrating part behind it as a content creator in the space is that's something we got to deal with. And it sucks that this dude lost a ton of money. He lost a bunch of NFTs and very valuable ones uh, because yeah. of, in my opinion, Google's problem. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, in general, this is just another one of those guidelines. That, okay, so so A, number one, don't click any of the, the ad links that you see anywhere. I mean, literally anywhere you're at, in particular, if you have crypto, you know, on your computer in some sort of form that's not in cold storage, like, and we're going to get to that here in a second. But, you know, don't, you, you have to be very careful of what kind of ads you're clicking on or what kind of links in general. That means in emails, that means on Google searches. Never just trust something at face value. I do this even if it's not an NFT or crypto based thing. I always make sure that I do this. And here, and another good way to make sure that you're, you're you know, in particular with like logins or other websites you've used, if you have a password manager, those passwords will not be filled in to a scam website. That's one of the best things about it, right? To have a password manager. So that's another good tip here. Uh, you know, in particular, what NFT God did, uh, you know, kind of reveal to us is that he was using a ledger like a hot wallet. Yeah. I mean, literally, oh, literally misusing. I mean, that's just I, like that. That to me, I, I, I don't even fathom. I don't understand why that was the case. But, you know, it, do not skimp on your setup of how you transact and move money around and move NFTs around. Don't sit around with just one wallet with all of your shit sitting in it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why it's pretty easy to make an, another wallet with whatever wallet you're using. You know, just boom, there's another account. And if, if your crypto wallet can't do that, then you're probably using the wrong wallet. So a couple of things are just kind of word to the wise that you easily could be doing to avoid these things. And even, you know, even the, the most skilled people will still fall for it every once in a while, too. It's, it's, I, I, I've been very close. There's been times where I got something that was very close to being scammed. And I realized, you know, before I really put anything in there, like, hey, no, 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 that, that URL does not look right. Or this thing doesn't look, this thing looks off, you know, and, um, but, but they're getting clever and clever, more and clever every yeah. day. Well, I had, and you know, one of one of the guys that uh, works behind the scenes in the industry, uh, he vets a lot of projects. He knows a lot about uh, security. We call him the cat. You know the cat. You know he he had told me, you know, like they'll they'll even go as far. And this was the example was, you know, instead of uh, metaverse.com, it's metaverse.io or you know the metaverse.xyz. So like in yeah. your mind, you 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 know you still think like, oh, you know, whatever this is. And metaverse was just you know the the word to put in there. Um, you know, yeah. whatever that is, like, you know, you could just literally click the, the wrong link because you didn't look at the subdomain. Yeah. And then, you know, a word to the wise, too, is that, you know, not only did he get all of his NFTs and wallets drained, it also took over everything. Every one of his accounts apparently oh, was yeah. ha was hacked because of this, probably because he was not you. Maybe he's not using a password manager. I don't know. But he was they were able to get access to literally everything on his computer. And that is way detrimental to a lot of things. And, you know, some people threw them under the bus. We're definitely not doing that here. We're trying to support, just kind of let people know that even somebody that, you know, with the experience that, that this guy has could still easily fall victim. So you just need to always ne never be in a rush, never be in a rush when it comes to these types of things. Because even something as, as benign as just, you know, an OBS link could be your downfall. And never, ever use 
a hot wallet as a cold wallet. That's crazy. No, no, yeah, that's a, that's that's a huge <laughs> no. No, I mean that one right there. That does get me a little bit that he was using his ledger as a hot wallet. Like, I, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, you know, you, you if you want to do that, then maybe just use it as an actual hot wallet and don't have all of your other shit on the ledger, right? If you really yeah. want to use it that way, have two ledgers. One that's an yeah. actual cold storage and cold and cold vault that you don't plug in while you're actively on the internet, and then one that maybe you could use as a hot wall if you want, and that's really what you're looking to do. But in this case, it backfired for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to this house that nobody wants to buy. Come on, what I is do. up with this house, man? Look, look at this freaking house here. Look, no, man. nobody wants to buy this house. Why? I would be. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, if you look at some of the pictures in this house, and maybe they went a little too crazy on some of the yeah. NFTs, but you know, like you got to figure, like someone in the, that's got. I think at this point they listed it at like one point two. It's dropped down to like nine hundred sixty thousand dollars or something like that. Like, are you kidding me? I would live in this house for, if I had a million bucks to, to to drop down on a house in LA right now. I would I would live there on like in a second. I think it looks so cool. One, obviously, I'm into crypto and NFTs, and it's got board apes. Yeah. It's got like. Punks, and punks and yeah, Bitcoin painted on this on the walls. I mean, it's a cool looking house, and it's got a pool outside. Crypto house I mean, neon. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with a pool outside either. Look yeah, yeah. Things. I mean, it, like Dogies. Dogecoin wallpaper, Ethereum. The Ethereum one actually looks kind of cool. You know, the that other ones are very assaulting. But you look at the bedroom, and like the bedroom is like, okay, that's not bad. That's not. You know? I could live. In, I could live in that. But see, and that's why I could live there. Like, I think that's cool. Like, obviously, you'd have. To, I'd have to change every piece of furniture that I own to live in that house. Now, but, see, okay, so you would live in there, but would your wife? Oh, that's a good point. If I Ooh. if I was crypto, if I was crypto, yeah, like if I like made it, and like I just like, honey, we're buying this house. She'd be like, okay. Yeah, like, right? Well, she if she to. likes metallic, uh, metallic purple uh, as a color, maybe she would be done. I could probably, yeah, I, I could probably, I think, I think my wife would probably be okay with living there. You can get down with this, huh? I mean, uh, the fact you know of the matter is that they, they've kind of dropped the price here, and, and the article talks about them dropping it from 1.2 to like nine and a half uh, thousand, hundred thousand. But the fact of the matter is, I think in general, properties are, are kind of like, they've been sitting on the market right now, have been sitting, and they're trying to now offload them. And I think we're, this is what we're seeing here is kind of the beginning of, a, of another recession here. We're going to see a lot of this this starting to happen. But in particular, this one is just, <laughs> it, it has, it's well, this thing's working against it, guys. I mean, I, I also think it's kind of cool and swanky. It's very LA, kind of Hollywoodish. But uh, but yeah, I could see how many people would be turned off. How many of you guys in chat would, would buy this house and live in this house? I want to see. If you are in chat and you would buy and live in this house, put a one. If you would never consider this 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 house because it's too crypto over the top, put a zero in chat. I want to hear a little bit from you guys. I want to hear about that. So I've uh, got to uh, I've got to come out to LA in, in I don't know in several weeks, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna see if if my team if we can book that as our Airbnb, and if we do, I want you to come there so we can shoot some content. Oh yeah, oh we're gonna I, oh definitely if you can book this as Airbnb, man, I will be up there. We will shoot we will we will shoot a episode of NFTB live here at the Crypto House in LA, and then you know maybe we'll all be super famous off that episode, and we can buy it and live in it together, just all one big happy family. Absolutely. Like, Astro oh, Zombie said that. yes. Astro <laughs> Zombie, I hope you are doing well. It's been a while since I've seen that name uh, in a chat. Yeah, there's a, there's two people. Uh, and when someone said, I think it looks cool. So two people said, yeah. Two, I'm, that's I'm, it. We got, dude, two. Would, we got two. We got two. I would right. love to live there. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next piece here. And this is all about the official, the official Game of Thrones NFT collection, which... <laughs> 
which I have fallen incredibly short. So, you know, when we talk about official, what that really means is they've somebody went and licensed, you know, the Game of Thrones, you know, stuff to make an NFT collection. And then we end up with something like this. So, like, (laughs) it just it's unbelievable how horrible it's like they took stock. Stock uh, UE5 or like Unity assets from the 3D store and then just slap some like generic armor and like fur on top of them and and just that's it. And they're like, hey guys, here's here's your Game of Thrones NFTs. I promise you, Stash, I am I am in no way, shape, or form a graphic designer. I know you are. You have a very successful yeah. graphic design business. Yeah. There I I could definitely do something better myself. Like definitely, like this is crazy, and I've actually put out a tweet today uh, to the effect of, and and this is gonna probably upset some people. And I have probably watched maybe ten seconds in total of anything Game of Thrones. It's just I haven't done it yet. Uh, maybe I'll try it at some point. But the joke was like I haven't seen any Game of Thrones, and after seeing this uh, NFT collection, I don't need to. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh my god i know it's so bad someone in chat just said this is a great point like we have ai art that is like super amazing and this is the shit that you guys they came up with and this is from actually it's from warner brothers blockchain division so when you talk about it like you know i, I it, it's it's just it's, just it's 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 unfathomable and these were not cheap they were not cheap and they and i and they did sell out i believe that these did sell out did they, uh, if, if i'm not mistaken i, I could have sworn i saw them saying mm-hmm. they sold out uh, and on the Nifty's marketplace for Warner Brothers, they they partner with Warner Brothers. Like I said, I think it once again they say we partnered. They're they're essentially like you know licensing this to be able to do something, and it's just so bad. I mean, it's just like look at the man's hands. Like you know, the Game of Thrones collection is just like the last season of the show. No creative vision and terrible. That's my best. <laughs> that's my most favorite quote from this because it was. It was just kind of like nosedive, and uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if the picture pulled up from that story, but like in that, in there's there's some tweet where this is almost as it says this is almost as bad as the last episode of Game of Thrones. Look at my man's hands. Uh, if you look at it, like literally, it's like this massive thing that curls. It doesn't even touch the. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's holding something that it's not holding. It says, yeah, like the one right here. Yeah, the North Fifty Four. I mean, this guy right here is like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see it. Well, let me let me let me trade you. Yeah, yeah it's it's just so bad. Like his hand is like yeah. oddly they're gigantic and like curled around this tiny spear. But it it's just yeah, it, it's it's horrible. I can't believe they they put these out and that people actually bought them, uh, which is even worse. I, I don't I don't know what to say, man. Hopefully someone comes along and does a, a legit collection because it's a great you know series, but just so poorly done. Um, yeah, yes. uh, you know it's 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 one of those things. Either they, um. They bit off more than they could chew, or somebody got to the organization first and talked him into being the one, showed him something. You know, it's like the typical metaverse. I'm going to make this beautiful game trailer. I'm going to spend yeah. you know, 20K, and then I'm going to make a, you know, $500 million, get all this money, and then put out something like that. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, under 5,000 boxes sold out within seven hours, generating $750,000 for this this crap. All right, let's move on, man, because this is, this is sad and disappointing. I, I can't even look at this shit anymore. Um, All right, so we got two more stories we want to just kind of touch on here. Uh, The last one, or one of the last ones here, is Tiny Colony is a smaller game on Solana, but yet another game that is jumping ship. And, you know, this is one of the games that uh, where they did not have exposure to FTX and losing money actually held on that centralized exchange. They do have a lot of exposure to Solana as a token, 
and you know clearly they didn't cash out before all this stuff went down and so now they're they're like okay well we're moving over to immutable x and they're going to give a kind of one-to-one burn mint type of situation for all holders uh moving over uh j change do you think this is going to be a trend here that we're going to see more and more solana gaming projects or nft projects moving from the chain over to ethereum or over to another solution possibly cardano or wax or or something else some, anything else yeah, I, I think I do. Um, yeah, I, you know, once, once, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I, I had said something, and I had like this, you know, the, the firm belief that because of the exposure and the and the overall centralization that FTX had to Solana, that there was going to be a there was going to be a big fallout from it, and we saw that initially from the price. Now it's recovered, and I don't know why. Um, why this? And we'll we'll get to more of like this NFT stuff in a second, but uh, you know why the the price of Solana is recovering? I'm not really sure uh, because it, they're in a forced liquidation point. Like it makes no sense for this thing to be moving anywhere. Anyway, yeah. Um, because of what Frank did, and you know, uh, Frank had, and and moving to Gods and moving all that stuff off of a th- off of Solana. Um, I feel like that's going to be the domino that falls, right? And now you're going to yeah. see this, and we're going to see more and more start to move. So once, like, you know, you get all the 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 more important projects or the ones that have a lot of you know market share or market cap, if they start jumping ship, then that becomes a real big problem for the entire ecosystem. Now I know there's a lot of really good people in the community and a lot of good builders, but if you don't have the exposure, if you don't have you know people mm. coming there because of you, you've got the projects they want, then you know that ultimately is going to become a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of my biggest fears too is like, like you said, we've already seen uh, you know two of the top largest NFT projects on Solana jump ship. Now, what happens when the largest game in Star Atlas also does the same thing? Because that's the big whale right there, that, and will be the indicator for me. Like, hey, if this happens and Star Atlas decides they're going to move to another chain because Solana just you know is not going to cut it in the long term. People don't want to adopt it. People are not trying to trade or buy assets there because they're afraid of the stability of the chain itself. Then that could be one of those big dominoes, I think, that falls that a lot of people you know may not see coming. So it, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack. Definitely. I mean, we'll see. And you know, who knows? I, I'm sure that uh, you know, as long as the uh, the markets behave like we think they're going to this year. Uh, and if we do see another uh, negative push down, you know, uh, on the broad crypto space, uh, I think that could be what might drive that. Because ultimately, if uh, if Solana goes down too far, I think you 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 hit a point that goes down too far, and, and then they would want to jump ship to a different blockchain, uh, like you said. That would only make sense. Yeah. So it's a possibility. I could definitely see it as a possibility. Now, you know, they haven't hinted at anything like that. So I'm not trying to fit. I'm not spreading FUD here. I'm just saying that, you know, with more and more projects jumping ship and this becoming a bigger trend, it could it could happen to your favorite MT project on Solana. It really could, uh, you know. Uh, but then we may see something like what's happened with with Luna, with Luna Classic, where they've tried to like hold on, even though there's been a complete collapse. Um, you know, even though we've had massive issues with Solana, there hasn't been a complete collapse of the chain uh, in in a fundamental sense. You know, so Gen Gen X Crypto said, "Do NFTs move easily from one chain to another?" I think you just have to do a burn, right? Yeah, well, it really depends, and in this case, no. So, going from Solana over to Ethereum because they're not EVM compatible type chains, they're not EVM style chains. Uh, it it is a literal. You have to burn it on one and then you'll mint it on the other. And that's essentially what Tiny Colony is doing here is that they're going to have a burn and mint 
and uh, you know for all holders that, that currently have the assets. So it is not an easy thing to move from Solana to something else because of the fact that it is not EVM compatible technology in that respect, right? There's no bridges like that. All right, moving on. Last thing, last thing. Uh, you know, when we talk about NFTs and, you know, regulations, Japan wants to tax NFT sales and crypto gaming profits. So any kind of play and earn that you've made or any, any NFT sales that you're doing, they want to add this in to their guidelines and basically saying, hey, we're, you know, their equivalent of the VAT tax, right, is, is a, a consumption tax, essentially. And they're going to, you know, uh, put, you know, they're going to put this into the code and say, hey, you have to pay for all these things. So any kind of loot boxes, things like that, that you may be getting from gaming resources. And Japan has been very NFT friendly and like, you know, accepting of it, uh, of the technology. And they've been kind of exploding over there. And so this does make sense. Now, uh, J Chains, do you think this is something that we're going to see, uh, you know, kind of trigger the same kind of response here in the United States, even though we seem to be incredibly far behind when it comes to crypto regulation in general, and then going so specific with something like this? Do you think that we'll see this anytime soon here in the U.S.? I do. I do. I think, you know, this is when you see if, you know, any kind of developing country do stuff like that or a developed country, excuse me, uh, make a, a decision like that, especially a financial decision. I think it, it captures the the attention, especially once mm. they start to see the figures come through. Now, our, even though we're behind on regulation, stash, uh, the United States government is probably one of the largest holders of Bitcoin. Right. So they're not dummies. They know uh, and, you know, they, they know where this is going. And so, uh, yeah, I think while they may be slow to usher in any kind of uh, regulation, um, the direction is very clear. Um, this is this is where it's going to happen. So we will see um, all sorts of taxation on everything. I'm sure at some point, how they accomplish that, I'm not really sure. Um, mm -hmm. You know, on a gaming system, is it is it the platform? Is it the game? Is it up to the game to make sure that they capture all the transactions, or is it you, the player? It, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, I, I don't, I think it's going to be kind of a two-part thing for, so basically, you know, you may have to kind of claim it on your taxes and be a little bit self-sovereign on, on that kind of uh, respect. Uh, they may in, in, in some, do some sort of platform specific thing as well. They don't necessarily go into detail of exactly how they're going to do it, but uh, they do talk about you know, like things in depth, right? So in-depth stuff about like, hey, you know, these things are things that we're looking at. We are going to incorporate this. And if they're going to enforce it in some sort of way, they're going to have to have some tools that allow them to try and, you know, peek into some of the stuff, too. I mean, yep. it, it, that's the only way to do it, because otherwise you just, oh, no, uh, no, I, I didn't make any. I didn't make any. I didn't make any profits off my NFTs. Well, then how, how you know, if, if you put that, then and, and then they want to audit you. How does that work? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously the blockchain, it would, you would just show it in the blockchain and you're in and you're out. But so it does say down at the, I think it's like the last line in there. It says in-game currencies that cannot be used outside a single games ecosystem are not considered taxable. Right. So, and, so, and that makes sense. Right. That makes sense because basically they're saying like, if you can't cash it out and move it outside of the game in some sort of way, like trade on, on an exchange, then it is just an, uh, you know, an in-game currency, which totally makes sense. So, so that I, I, you know, definitely is not something that should be taxable either. Now, what about if the community spins up a liquidity pool? I, you know, I, that's a good, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray areas here. And that's what I mean about how, how easy is this to enforce it, You know, they, with crypto, with crypto and things being decentralized like that, uh, we've already seen issues with that. We saw Gala, in particular, P Gala as a token that was a, a, a you know, a, um, a wrapped token had issues, but it was like Gala had nothing to do with that, you know? Right. 
Uh, and so that's a hard thing to be able to to you know quantify and and how do you how do you tax those types of events as well uh, it's it's difficult it's difficult well guys uh thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode of the nft beat giving you guys all the hottest news and the hottest takes here every week on what's going on in in nfts nft gaming and the metaverse i'm mr stash this is jay chains and we'll see you guys next tuesday as always. Don't forget to smash. Don't forget to smash the like. Smash on the, the likes. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. yep. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we will see you guys see you next, next time. Week. Yep. We out. Look.